0: All right, well,
1: hi, listeners, and welcome to... Oh, what are you doing? Um, what am I doing? I just grabbed you, some an f Bus roll and threw it in the bin. <laughs> that was so noisy. All right. Sorry, mate.
0: All right, that's all right. So, I'll start the intro again. <laughs> welcome, everybody, to Run, Walk, Crawl, the podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Drew, and I have Jason Chishy from... Infinite Nutrition Australia with me today. Now, hey uh, mate, how are you? I am good. I am good. So, I'll, I'll introduce how I met Jace. So I actually I met Jace through um, his company, which uh, I'm sure Jace will tell us what he does far better than what I do, but I'll tell you what he does for me in particular. So, um, I was having trouble with nutrition because of my uh, cancer and trying to run. And uh, I needed a custom-made formula. Um, I have uh, a number of issues with a few products that uh, everyone puts into their formulas as a general rule to, um, to make them work better for the majority, but they make me really ill. So I needed someone who could make something very specific. And so I worked with Jace, and we've come up with a formula that works for me. And uh, I've been able to run the distances that I want to run. And since then, Jason and I, uh, Jason, uh, crewed me on, um, the black all 100 race last year, along with my, uh, childhood mate and, uh, fellow uh, adventurer, Nick. And, um, so I got, uh, to catch up with Jason, each aid station where he mixed me up some wicked formulas where he cross mixed some stuff, which, um, was quite fun at the time so
1: jace tell us what you do mate i think you've summed it up Uh, i guess um my my little business is infinite nutrition and um we custom make sports drinks um so we don't have any artificial flavors colorings or preservatives in our stuff um and i guess when i work with athletes because we've got the freedom to do sort of heaps of different stuff i just try to simplify I just try to simplify nutrition plans, so. Perfect. Yeah, that's what we do, mate. So, it's cool, you know, we work with um, athletes of all all different sports and, um, yeah, so I guess it's it's great. We've got our first Olympian um, this year going around Carina Lee in the 10K open water. Um, so, we're excited about that. And we just had Lana Rogers um, win the Nutrigrain series. And, yeah, so we've got... Heaps of world champions and stuff taking our gear in all different sports now, so it's it's exciting. So. Yeah, it's
0: pretty amazing. So you've got from from world champions to chumps like me who
1: just try to get out there and uh, clock over a few k's very slowly. Well, well there's, there's not you know. many people that are pro, mate. So we're pretty much all chumps, eh? So. so. <laughs> 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 That's how it is. We've all got to all got to go to work on Monday, so. Need to be realistic at where we are with the pecking order, hey? So. I know. totally agree with you. Totally
0: agree with you. Um, not everybody can be a professional. So uh, the rest of us just have to get out there and love what we do. Um, it probably for most people, it's a stress reliever. So that they can oh. go
1: back to the work that pays for them to do what they like doing. Especially if it's a sport, mate. You want to be having fun. That's for sure, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, Jace
0: also works with his uh, better half, Rach. Um, and uh, no doubt Rach is probably in the office there somewhere working away, either that or she's ducked out. So, uh, yes. So it's a team team effort.
1: Yeah, mate. She's downstairs working hard, um, packing orders and getting them ready for the postie. Um, so, and I'm up here ch- chatting to you. So, um, yeah, I've got the, I'm, I'm in the lucky position at the moment. So, yeah.
0: You're in the lucky position. Excellent. Now, what I wanted to talk to, to Jace about, because Run, Walk, Crawl is about stories rather than just uh, this is your life type podcasting, which um, I kind of do on the other the podcast that uh, I do with Daniel, which is uh, the Trail Runners Experience. But um, on this one, it's, it's about stories. Now, Jace and I, I think we chatted like in January or December or something like that a, a couple of years ago. And I ordered my first uh, lot of custom formula. And then, next minute, Jace has come off his bike, broken his leg, and there's a photograph of him holding up pieces of carbon fiber that used to assemble a push bike. So, that's kind of the story that I wanted to go through with Jace today. And Jace doesn't know that, but he's being introduced to that concept right now. So, tell us what Hi. happened, Jace.
1: Oh, I was just on a train. I was training for Ironman Cairns last year and um, was probably 120 Ks into a ride at 9.30 in the morning, just going through Noosa on the David Low Way on the main road, um, just going around the roundabout at Sunrise, Sunshine Beach, heading south, come down. I had to be on a downhill and I was about three seconds behind my mate Fitzie and a car just came out from a side street, um, just accelerated out onto the road. Um, I just had nowhere to go, sort of started uh, yelling at the car, which he then realised. And unfortunately, I've hit the car and um, snapped my bike in half and gone flying and um, land on my head Uh, and then woke up uh, to a guy holding my um, head saying that I'd just been in a bike crash. Uh, And then I guess I ended up with obviously concussion, a broken hand and a broken tibial plateau um so yeah when I sort of started coming through you know coming you know from the head knock I was in the ambulance and uh, I sort of remember the ambulance guy saying hey look we're going to give you some morphine um which I sort of thought wow I've obviously hurt myself and then the ambulance driver asking me if I was with anyone (laughs) and I said I was but um then he he said there's no one with me and then he asked me uh um what day it was and uh and um where I'd been and I didn't know the answers so it was pretty I was pretty certain I'd had a head knock around then (laughs) (laughs) and what day was it (laughs) it was Saturday I was doing what I always do and go from a long ride on a Saturday morning and my mate Fitzy was three seconds in front of me but um unfortunately Fitzy didn't hear me hit the car so he just kept riding straight ahead and um he had no idea so we were doing two 40k efforts so we sort of don't draft off each other for training we just ride ride hard and then um yeah so the ambulance driver asked me if i was with anyone so Fitzy obviously wasn't there and and then of course i come from the sunny coast so you know other cyclists pull up at the ambulance and sort of say hey look are you Fitzy? and and um yeah that well, the the guy that turned up said, no, I'm not Fitzy, but Jace would have been with him. And, and then, uh, yeah, it was a pretty comedy sort of uh, experience, I guess did would say. So I finally got to speak to my wife and uh, let her know that she better ring my mate up, Fitzy, and let him know that um, I'm still at Noosa and I've had a crash because he was, by the time he'd worked out, I wasn't there. He was 30 Ks down at Twin Waters. So <laughs> that was pretty funny. Oh, and so how did Fitzy react? Oh, obviously he felt really bad. Um, but I mean, what can you do? It was an accident, and when we—that's just how we train. I, I would have done probably the same back to him if it's an individual sport. So we were—we both had 40k effort to do, and we—we we, we just regroup after the 40ks is finished. So um, yeah, so he felt pretty bad. He come up to the uh, hospital and. And then uh, saw me there, and then he was really nice. I went and grabbed my bike that was snapped in half um, from the Noosa um, ambulance station and brought it back to me. So that was really nice of him to do that. So, um, yeah, so a bit of an experience, mate. I've, um, I've I've racked up two accidents now. I was training for Kona in 2016 and, and ran into a, a dead kangaroo on the road, um, which I – I, um, the two guys that were riding in front of us didn't see it and then they've basically led me and the guy behind me straight into this kangaroo and I've, I've hit the kangaroo, didn't know what happened or anything, hit the kangaroo, gone flying, I've woken up. Oh, I mean, I didn't get knocked out, I've, I've got up and I had a broken collarbone, a broken bike and the guy behind me didn't have anything wrong with him at all, he just rode home. <laughs> so, oh, jeez. Uh, so, yeah, that, I was riding with Fitzy that day too, so... Yeah, I've got a bit of a thing going with my my training partners at the moment, so yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. They um, they probably mark you with a red card before you start. Do they now?
1: Yeah. Well, anytime we see a kangaroo, everyone starts yelling out, "Jase, Jase, Jase, kangaroo, kangaroo, kangaroo."
0: <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Thanks, oh, guys. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, uh, recovery-wise, take us take us through that. What did they What do they do to you? Because um, you know I know a little bit of the story, but um, I'm I'm keen to hear more. So uh, and we chatted a fair bit through that uh, you getting well. So um,
1: yeah, tell tell everybody what what happened. Oh, I guess you just go to the hospital, and geez, that's an experience if you haven't had a decent crash. Because there's a fair team when you get to the hospital. There's a you know I don't know ten doctors and, and nurses there seems to be about 10 people around you but yeah that was a pretty full on um, full-on day and I, I thought I was going to go home that night but I didn't realise that I'd had that bad a head knock that there was no way they were going to let me out of hospital so I guess they established that I had a um, tibial plateau um, break and that I had a broken hand um, so I wouldn't advise um, a broken hand and a broken leg non-weight bearing um, so I definitely got I think my wife got to to see sort of holy moly, she looked after me so well because I couldn't cook make myself breakfast, lunch or dinner or I couldn't even drive drive a wheelchair because um I maybe not got not a car. Unless you're my gonna hand. go in circles. Yeah, and you take a wheelchair home and you can't get it round your house. <laughs> yeah. So as I oh man, like um it was uh, jumped straight into a office chair and just backed it up around the house and having your own small business, obviously you've got to keep that running as well. So, um, that was pretty interesting. And then off you go to see the surgeon and he says, you've got a break in your tibial plateau and, um, we're going to need to operate. Um, so then, um, I had too many abrasions around my knee, which they then said, Oh, look, they've got to heal up before we'll operate on you. So, um, had to wait around for two two weeks basically in a holding pattern not getting any better in a fair bit of pain just waiting to get into the operation and then I had an operation and they just put the screws and plate in my leg and then you've got six weeks from there um, non-weight bearing um, and I guess you know I, I like being active so um, that was that was sort of hard hard being an active person and and to keep moving, and you can't move. So, um, you know, um, for a stage there, I was getting out of bed in the morning and, um, you know, going to the toilet, brushing my teeth, and then I was just sort of buggering, I'm going to do some one-legged Pilates. So um, I couldn't fall any further from the floor. So (laughs) I I had a Pilates thing that moved through um, where I basically did that for about, 30 or 40 days straight just that was my routine so I did that and then you know you get to your eight weeks non-weight bearing and they they said you can start putting some weight through through your leg and then that's it it's on for young and old then so um yeah so just been sort of recovering and and trying to get fit and stuff ever since so yeah
0: so uh, you tell me about that that first night in hospital when you had concussion. Did they come and wake you up every 60 minutes and do some tests?
1: I think so. Like, I don't know if it was 60 minutes or not. But, um, yeah, there was people. I don't think my head knock was that bad that they were every 60 minutes. But they were coming and waking me up and checking. And and I guess when I woke up the next morning, all I could think of was, when you're an athlete, right, you just got to, I don't know what you're like, but when I wake up, i got to go. It's like, so I could think I was lying in bed with a broken arm a broken hand and a broken leg going, how am I going to get to the toilet?
0: Toilet, <laughs> so, yep.
1: I mean, so I was sitting there and obviously um, they fill you up with enough endones that you don't need to go to the toilet, but you're just so used to like every day going to the toilet that you have a bit of a panic attack, wondering how you're going to get there. <laughs> so um, I pressed the button and yeah, tried to get that, um, Obviously, the difference, I mean, I'm not experienced with this as you are, but um, the the, um, public um, hospital system and the private hospital system seem to be two different places. The the public system, you press the button on your buzzer and you may get someone come and see you in 15 minutes. Um, Yeah, so, or whenever they feel like it, I guess. (laughs) So, yeah, that was an experience.
0: Yeah, they're a bit. They're definitely more stretched in the public system from being in both. They're definitely more stretched in the public system, and you don't get to see a um, a nurse as frequently. So uh, yeah. yeah, totally agree with you there,
1: um, mate. If I had my time again, the amount of doctors that came up to ask me after I'd had a head knock of what I've had done to me and who I've seen, and I'm like. Even if I hadn't had a head knock, I'm not the sharpest tool anyway. So if I had my time again, I'd have a piece of paper with a pen there, getting a, <laughs> right getting a, do, do, getting a doctor to sign in and sign out <laughs> as they went through. Well, it's, mm. it's, it's, uh, I, could, I go to hospital pretty regularly, as you know,
0: and um, yeah. to have treatment. And, you know, they go, what's your name? What are you allergic to? What's your date of birth? What are you having done today? And you just – you get to the point where someone walks up and you don't even – Say hello anymore. You just say, I'm Ashley Drew. This is what I'm having done today. I am allergic to morphine. Um, and they go, all right, yep, cool, excellent. let's keep going then. It's just because oh, yeah. everyone wants to ask those questions to make sure that they're not going to cut your hand off when they're meant to be giving you an injection. So uh,
1: yeah. I, got, I got that bit. It was the more technical questions, I guess, on on who i which which um, doctor I'd seen and and what they'd looked at with my injuries and stuff. so, um yeah that was yeah that was where I got lost I guess with a with the different types of doctors that I'd seen so. yeah well you would have seen a few because you would have had a
0: separate, completely separate doctor for your hand for your leg um I imagine
1: yeah and the head knock as well yeah, so, yeah I, I'd say you come in for the head knock and I was like uh yeah uh, luckily I had rates there I had to remember a couple of different things a, a saucer saucer a bird and something else. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. "Rach, Rach, remember this, remember this." And as soon as he <laughs> walked back in the room, I'm like, "Boom, I'm ready to go. Here that's, here's the three things. Bam. Here's the three. Well, yep, right I've got my head knocked case covered. I'm going home." <laughs> she said, "No, she said, no, you're not, mate. You're staying. You're not staying. going home tonight." Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, I ended up in hospital when
0: I was a kid from coming off my bike and uh, waking up in the middle of the road similar uh sort of thing. And um yeah, I ended up spending the night in hospital. Every sixty minutes they came and then they asked me like maths questions. And I oh, was just wow. like, What is going on? Just let me bloody sleep. Please. So you had you know, a big head knock then. No. Yeah. I um I'd taken like I'd gone over the handlebars and landed on my head. And because I was a kid I think they just, you know, went pretty full on. Um I know that I, I got home, like I'd walked home from the accident, and my mum took one look at me and just put me straight in the car. My entire back was covered in blood, not opened up all my shoulders and stuff. So, Ooh. but yeah, that's uh, that's a long time ago. Wasn't the mm. only head knock that I got from bike riding, that's for sure. <laughs> well But uh, yes, once you spend a bit of time on a bike, you're going to come off it at some stage. Yeah,
1: well, you know, the roads are getting busier, so you sort of try to make common sense decisions to ride away from the traffic or not ride in situations where there's a lot of traffic around. And that's why we were heading in the direction that we weren't. But unfortunately, accidents just happened. So, yeah. So, so how long, um, like, where are you at? So, how long is it since the accident now? Uh, May the 4th, I had the accident. Um, so I guess two months in inactive or basically non weight bearing through the leg. So, so I guess that's like seven months. Yeah. Seven months. And then where are you back to now? Like what's, uh, have you still got the the screws and plate in your leg? Yeah, I think they'll stay there unless they, um, annoy you. They don't take those out. Um, so if they do take them out, obviously you've got holes in your leg from the screws. So, um, you've got a weak point in your leg there for a while. So, um i can get it taken out if i want to but they're still there and obviously as soon as i could um get exercising i jumped in the pool straight away um and tried to get my aerobic system back up and running and then um yeah did that four times a week just basically trying to get 16 k's a week in swimming and and then um and then um try got back on the bike and um Yes, just try to get a rotation going with my knee, which was a bit of fun going backwards and forwards on the trainer. Um, but then, yeah, once you can ride, I thought, beauty, you know, I can just start building my leg up again. So, um, but now where I am now, I'm sort of like back to, you know, normal swimming, obviously, and, and um, my riding is getting back closer to where, like, not that far behind where I was before I had the crash. And then running's just, um, Obviously, weight bearing is just gonna take a while. So I'm, I've had the last two weeks off running because I've surprise, surprise, overdone it. But um, that's just part of the part of the process, I guess. You're trying to go as hard as you can, and and then yeah, just overdone it a little bit. But I'll have a rest and be back up and running, and on hopefully Saturday. So excellent.
0: Hey, uh, so um, is your is your leg smaller? Uh, or was, is the muscle it was, come back?
1: It was noticeably smaller when I when I first, um, obviously, when I first uh, after the two months after the operation because I, I just couldn't put any weight through it or anything. But um, I guess in that in the last four to five months, um, no, it's pretty much back to normal size now. Like um, I don't think anyone would notice it. But in saying that, I've been doing three gym sessions a week and probably. Probably training, sort of like you know, 16 to 18 hours a week, sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, that's probably why I'm um, a bit broken down now, just just getting trying to get that strength work into it and, and build it up. So, obviously, you just got so many imbalances when you first start back again. So, yeah.
0: Now you're you're a pretty happy-go-lucky character, um, but what was it like mentally dealing with that because you were obviously training what were you training for at the time? Oh, Ironman cans. So Ironman cans. So what was that like having that setback and and what did it do you mentally? How did you overcome it?
1: Well, you're pretty happy to be alive. Hey, like I hit that (laughs) car at 65 K an hour and I've landed on my head and um, I'm pretty grateful to, to get out of it. Um, As much as I was buckled, um yeah, I was really happy to get out of that with only a broken leg and a broken um, hand because it could have been just so much worse. Um, and I guess I did I, I had lucky I had mates like you around that were checking up on me and um, I had other mates who come around and see me after the crash, but um, yeah, it t- I, I just need to be moving like uh, I guess my mum passed away from a mental health illness and um, and I went to see a sports doctor, June Cadavan, up on the sunny coast. And I, she sort of said to me, don't worry, you won't have any of those issues. You exercise. And that's, that's just always what I've stuck with is my, my mental health. I just love to exercise. It doesn't need to be with other people or anything like that. I can just – just need to do some sort of exercise. So to be um, stuck there for a while was um, after, like, the initial impact, um, three or four weeks after – um you know it's frustrating but then I got my one-legged pilates going um and even that was just like even though that was like a 20 to 30 minute workout in the morning which I I could only do half of it but it made me feel really good um and sort of I didn't want to be doing it but um it was just something and and that that really helped and then yeah I, I don't know you just got little steps it's funny when you're injure yourself or your buckled ache because like i've been exercising for 20 years and you know it's funny like i just this last four to five months i've just been setting pbs for like because i was so broken and i i couldn't walk and stuff like i just keep ticking off boxes and am like for, for a riding example uh, if i could ride to you know five k's down the road the next time i I sort of hopefully ride up to Coolum and back and then I'd, you know, you'd ride up to Noosa and back. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, bingo, I'm like going to ride for four hours. And then I'm like, well, I can get some strength in there. I can go ride the hills now. And then, and then I'd ride the hills and then I'd find a harder, harder ride. And then I just kept progressing with that. And that's the same with uh, three sports, I guess. And then, I'm lucky with me. Like I'm surrounded by awesome athletes, you know. Like, man, we've got 120 sponsored athletes and they ring me up and I, I listen to what they're doing and some of them are going well, some of them aren't doing well. And, you know, I'm just part of it. We're lucky we've got a whole heap of positive people around me, I guess. So, um, yeah, that was just how I, I got through it. I don't know what you're like, but that's that's what I did. So. Oh, yeah,
0: no, that's how I do it. I break everything down and then just turn it into – the little goals and a yeah. little, the little goal can be as simple as, you know, like this morning, uh, I went out running with uh, a mate of mine that I run with every Thursday morning for don't know, it's for like the last 10 years. Um, and, uh, you know, he had to stop to get a drink cause he was, he's really been struggling with the, the smoke and the fires. And, um, so my thing was right. Well, he gets a drink I'm going to run to the end of the street and back and make sure that I've caught back up with him, you know, before he's heading off again. And uh, so I just had those little sort of goals. And most of the time this morning, I did not catch him. It took me like another K, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I just aimed a little bit too far. But yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, always setting little goals for yourself, whether it's, um, oh, I don't know. It could be anything. It just, it, um, it just, and you just tick them off, as you say. So, yeah, you know, you're like your goals that you've been ticking off. Are they PBs compared with the rest of your life or have you reset all your values back to zero once you had the accident?
1: Oh, yeah, I just went back to zero. There was no point going back to the speeds that I was doing. Oh, well, I guess it's riding. <laughs> until this week, I thought my um, power meter had had a head knock and wasn't reading right. <laughs> Because only one leg's been working, but I'm starting to get some power back in my bad leg. So it's getting back to the numbers I was um, I was getting close to before. But up until now, I, I sort of dismissed it a bit and just reset. And then, um, yeah, being, um, you know, what I could do yesterday, hopefully I can do a little bit better today sort of set up, which is pretty short term. <laughs> Typical athlete where you're just thinking from day to day. But some people ask me how I'm going and I'm like, oh, yeah, all right. And then I, I sort of know the big goal of how fast I've gone. But then I go, oh, but if I look at where I was two weeks ago, I'm actually flying. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so that's the way I have to think about it. And I've been I've trained on my own a lot um, just so that I don't have to keep up with other people. Um and I found that really good for my you know, I can put a podcast on or listen to music and and go at my own speed and, and achieve my own little goals on my own, which is I found really good. But um so I did go on a training camp um a couple of weeks ago and training with other people, which is then you start comparing how you're going to them and I was like, oh, I think I'd be better off training on my own. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Uh, look, yeah. I, I like to train on my own, too, because the fact is, I, you know, trail running, especially trail running long distances, you're going to end up by yourself. So, um, yeah, the only, the only time that you're kind of not by yourself is at the very start and maybe at the very end. But, um, yeah, in between, you kind of end up alone. So practicing to be alone is a good idea.
1: Yeah. You know, the training partners can be really good and, and fun and make time go really quickly and stuff. But, um, if you're um, like you, like some days you feel good and some days you don't. Um, and then, you know, at least then you can go at your speed and, and in your, how you're feeling a bit more. Um, and unless you have got training partners that are, you know, adaptable for their speeds and stuff like that, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. If, if I'm going to
0: train in a group, i I'll, we'll often go to a track and that way everyone can run at their own pace um, or we'll do, you know, a looped course type deal. So, yeah. otherwise you've just got to accept the fact that you're going to be going at the pace of whoever's the slowest in the group or um, as it was last last week, it wasn't the slowest in the group, it was the person in the group who'd already run over 200 kilometres that week and was feeling a little bit tired. Don't know why. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's anyway crazy. yeah and lauren who had run over to, i think we got up to 215 k's and then we're heading towards the end and i said oh it's like two k's to go and she just put the pedal down
1: and it's just like holy dooly how do you do that so yeah she's crazy that's crazy yeah that's crazy i think that's yeah. also the reason why i haven't trained in a bunch or a group is just i don't want to be that size person um so i don't want to hold people up um if it was, especially a lot of the people I train, are, train with are generally pretty goal-orientated. Goal um, so they're generally pretty serious about their training, I guess. Um, so I don't really want to hold people back as well from from their sessions. So I guess that's why I haven't trained with a lot of people as well. So. Cool.
0: Hey, yeah, so I've got a question that's probably going to bore most people, but I personally find it exciting. What
1: power meter are you using? Um, just a Quark Quark power meter, wow. which is pretty cool because um, yeah. It get, oh, this is a running one. Oh, sorry, I use this is the bike one. Yeah, the bike one. What bike one? You yeah, yeah, Quark power meter. So, and it right. gives you left and right power. Um, so I oh, guess. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so I can start to see um my bad leg getting stronger from the um percentages it gives me, which is pretty cool because you you can see yourself getting better with you know a more even split between the two legs. So.
0: Yeah, and is it based in the pedals or is it in the crank? It's in
1: the crank. Yeah. It's in the crank. Yeah. Cool.
0: Excellent. So now what's your um what's your goals now? Like what's the the plan from here? Oh, I've
1: um I've entered um into iMan New Zealand in at the start of March. Um which is sort of a bit of a different thing. I I've entered it just purely I think it'd be pretty cool to break my leg and then within a year get back to sort of, you know, some sort of normality or not normality, back to racing, you know, like obviously I'm not going to go as well as I can, but it sort of gives me motivation to go to the gym three times a week. It gives me motivation to get better. Um, you know, I've got to eat a little bit of humble pie and I, I can't do what I would like to do, but that's just how it is. And if I can run the whole marathon, I just – you know, just set little goals on, on what I can do. And hopefully I don't break down again between now and um, now and the start of March and I can get some consistency going there. So that's just a little goal I've got, yeah. Well, that's a pretty big little goal. Oh, I've so, done a fair few Man, so um, I don't know. It's a bit like you doing 50K or 100K runs when you've done a heap of them. You're, it's not that big a thing. You just go through the process of doing it, so... It's just how, how fast, fast you can go.
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, what are, So how many weeks is it? Uh, must be like ten weeks to that race, is it? Ah, uh, seven and a bit. Seven and a bit. So you yeah. start running again this. So you want to run the entire. So what's what is your PB for an Ironman?
1: I think like nine forty three or something like that. And New so Zealand. So fast. Oh, well, it depends how that's all relevant to your mates. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the fastest
0: Ironman? Like, what's the world world's fastest? Uh, it'd
1: probably be around 7.40,
0: 7.45. Is it really that fast? Is it below eight hours now?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, they're quite regularly going under eight hours now. So, you know, that 45-minute swim, and, and now they're riding, you know, four oh five to four ten for hundred and eighty K's and then they're they're sort of running around that two hundred forty to two forty five marathon pace. So um that's wow. that's where it's at with the yeah, with the that's top insane. end guys. And it's so the what same you... with the ladies. You know, the ladies used to be sub nine was a big thing and, and now they're quite regularly going eight eight forties and stuff like that. So Yeah. Yeah it's like the, the ladies in ultra marathon running they're just killing it. Um, oh, female
0: that, sport. Yeah, female sport. They're killing it, aren't they? They are. Female sport's just going fantastically strong. They're doing such a great job. And it would appear that the, the further you run, the better the female frame uh, or, you know, anatomy is – anatomy is not the right word, but females are getting uh, – the longer you go, the better they get
1: yeah um, the, the longer, cool, the, the, hey? longer
0: the, the longer the race is the more even the field and then once you go you know past a certain distance a few hundred miles women seem to just knock it out of the ballpark so yeah
1: dudes some dudes don't like it
0: <laughs> yeah i'm loving it especially having daughters like it's just um awesome
1: role models yeah it's great so, isn't it i I mean, some of the trail running now is getting 50, 50%, 50% um, participation, which is awesome, isn't it? So.
0: Yeah, it is. I, well, I've noticed it just on the trails that, you know, around um, southeast Queensland, that there's more female trail runners out than there are male trail runners. Now, out in the road, more male runners, but actually trail okay. running, more females. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's brilliant. It's, it's great to see that it's just taking – you know, they're taking hold of it and and going and running as such, taking the baton and running. So yeah. yeah so what are you what are you hoping to do? Um, do you think time wise, or you don't really have a a goal there?
1: Uh, I uh, I I I don't honestly have a goal. <laughs> Well, you you've you got one,
0: you said you wanted to run the entire marathon. So there's one goal. So that you tick that off and it takes you four hours to run the marathon and but you don't walk, well, then you've you've ticked the goal, right?
1: Yeah, I guess um getting to the start line, um, like I knew I would break down. um I sort of was expecting it. Um, I didn't particularly like it um last week when I broken down, but I I realise it's simple, sport's simple. You just do the work and you go, well, if you do a lot of work and you do everything that your coach tells you to, you go really well. Um, So it's simple. I've I've qualified for Kona a couple of times. I've done well in races. You just got to do the work and you get the result from it. So it's sort of really relevant to how much training I can do to what sort of um, goal I have. So unfortunately with this um, injury, uh, some of it's taken out of my control a little bit so you know i'm stretching i'm massaging i'm doing everything right i'm eating properly i'm doing going to bed early i'm doing everything right but unfortunately i've had a pretty bad um injury so um i've just got to roll with it and then i'll probably make you know i'll have my own goal set um coming into the race i guess the way that i'm improving I, i just i really couldn't tell you straight up so i don't know that's a pretty cool place to be, isn't it? When you
0: you just don't know what's going to happen, but you know that you're getting better each time you go out.
1: Yeah, it's, that's what I said earlier about you know exercising for twenty years, and it's just um yeah, it's such a cool vibe, and you can see why people when they start in sport get a real buzz out of it because you know they're building their aerobic engines, they're getting quicker, and it's good. Everyone likes to go better, um you know. When I said earlier about comparing your mates, like um, your speeds to your mates, like that's sort of irrelevant really, isn't it? Like you have to set your own goals and, and look after yourself and and chip away at your own speeds and stuff. And then sooner or later, you end up going fast or, or well in races. So it's a pretty simple process, I think. So. Yep. Definitely. Definitely.
0: So um, now how do uh, – if people are interested in – infinite which is your company how do they get in contact with you
1: i guess the best way is to go to our website um infinite with no e on it nutrition.com.au and then we have a a nutrition consult if you can set up an account on our um, website um you can go on there book a nutrition consult i think it's definitely an advantage to get set up um, first up um, on our website, because then we can, I can basically, you know, tailor a product to what you what you want, with nine different flavors, the strength of the flavors and stuff. Just get us set up properly first up, and then, um, yeah, we can give you a call, get your mix sorted for you, and then that's the best way of doing it. Otherwise, we have, um, we're going into shops now, and shops have our product as well. So, cool
0: um just for the listener out there i can tell you that my personal mix i have the um the flavors dialed right down because i do ultra running and i'm going to be drinking that stuff for well in the last race i was drinking that stuff for 17 hours so if the flavor's really strong for 17 hours you just get sick of drinking it but if it's if it's light then you don't get sick of drinking it or i don't you might be completely different but that's one of the things that i've done with my formula so uh, and that's the cool thing you can just change it up to whatever suits you so um it means you don't have to change product and stuff you just change the uh from the start you get it right
1: yeah unfortunately so, i didn't realize you were running two different flavors and two different bottles and i may have uh mixed two of the flavours together for you. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> so, yeah, so that
0: happened in, in my race with uh, where Jace was um, supporting me. I actually did have two different flavours running. And um, so he mixed the two different flavours together. And uh, I think, what was I, probably 80 k's into the run. And yeah. I've, taken a, I've taken a sip out of the bottle and gone, whoa, that's not right. And then realised, oh, actually that's... Um, that's pink lemonade mixed with uh, grape flavor. There going going pretty nuts. So uh, yeah, it was it was actually good. It kind of because um, it was it was just getting dark too, and so I see that that time when um, you know like you're a little bit like sleepy, uh, it, and it was kind of a, the right jolt at the right time. So no, I think it worked out well, uh, and I had a good chuckle to myself. And then you know when I came mm-hmm. back into the next aid station where we met up again it was uh, it was a good chuckle and um <laughs> has been ever since
1: so no yeah. i think it was it was excellent yeah was well, really congratulations good. on that race you did really well and um it was really cool to come and um crew and and see all the other people going around it's just such a positive environment and to see a negative split at the way you did was um yeah it was really cool hey so there's definitely nowhere to hide in, in ultra running, and and um, you did an awesome job at getting through that race with what you had. Hey, so it was ah, well, it was good much. to see it. Yeah, yeah, I'm still my feet
0: are still paying for it. I swear, <laughs> skin coming off my feet. But anyway, no and that's months later. But uh, no, it's good. It's good. All right. Well, thank you very much for uh, coming on and, and telling us that particular story. Uh, I know from chatting with you, you've got other stories to tell too, but um, we might have to save those for a uh, another episode. So uh, you never know. Jace might be back on again if you like this episode. And if you do like this episode, by all means, um, let us know. You can always leave us a review on uh, on your podcast platform, whatever that is, if, if your podcast platform allows that. Um, I know that uh, we're even on Spotify as of this week, which is pretty cool. So well, thank you for tuning in to Run, Walk, Crawl. Thank you to Jace from Infinite Nutrition. And uh, make sure you enjoy your training this week. All right.